Thank you for joining us again on Upendo Books, Diversity and Inclusion. We had the distinct pleasure of speaking to Alex Leslie on October 27th, 2018, during an International Festival of Authors event. Uh, We actually got to talk to Alex in a very, very swanky green room. So Alex Leslie is the author of We All Need to Eat, a book of short stories published by Book Hug Press this fall. Alex had previously published a collection of short stories, People Who Disappear, published by Freehand, a book of poetry, The Things I Heard About You, published by Nightwood, and a chapbook of microfictions, 20 Objects for the New World, published by Nomados. Alex's next book of poetry, Vancouver for Beginners, will be published by Book Hug in the fall of 2019. Alex is a guest mentor at the BAM Center for the Arts this December and has published work in Granta, the Journey Prize Anthology, that is published by Penguin Random House. Alex has been in the Best Canadian Poetry Anthology, published by Tightrope, and many literary journals across Canada. And Alex has also won the Dane Ogilvy Prize for LGBTQ writing in 2015. Alex can be followed at alexlesley.wordpress.com. Please enjoy our talk. Awesome. So I'm just going to record it, and then I can just transfer it over later. Cool. And then when you when you post it, can you email me? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I will. I will do that. So, awesome. um, yeah. yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for talking to me today. I know you're probably just it's running okay. around yeah. and busy and stuff like that. No. When did you actually get in? I got in on Wednesday afternoon. Okay. Um, and the the festival has been so kind and just hosting me so i've been staying here since wednesday wow okay and i'm actually staying in town until november 2nd because i'm reading on november 1st at the book thug launch for all of their titles book thug yes okay yeah, yeah, at the yeah garrison very interesting. On, yeah. it's like november 1st at 7 okay so yeah i'm staying in town just like visiting friends awesome um and yeah. reading at the festival okay that's that's very very cool so yeah. uh, you also do poetry which is I really do. interesting and yeah. I, I knew for the from your reading, that's extremely poetic. So mm-hmm. what got you interested in poetry? How did that journey begin for you? For me, writing has always been um, kind of at its core about language. Oh. Um, and so um, in Vancouver, there's a really thriving poetry scene. Okay. And when I was a young writer, like starting out, I went to a ton of poetry readings. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's amazing writers in Vancouver, like Meredith Quartermain, Stephen Collis. Oh. Um, yeah, and like that was an, a scene that was really accessible to me as a young writer, okay. and also really welcoming. And so I got really into writing um, and reading experimental prose. Okay. And so my first book of poems it came out in 2014. It's called The Things I Heard About You. It's actually um, the book is a is a procedural poem. Okay. It's every piece starts out with a block of text mm-hmm. and then the text gets reduced and reduced in four versions Interesting. so I consider that work kind of a hybrid between prose and poetry mm-hmm. and then I have a book of poetry out next year with Book Thug called mm-hmm. Vancouver for Beginners oh, okay. and it is like a com- it's all about Vancouver and it's a combination of like free verse micro fictions prose poems so it really runs the gamut. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you come to that uh, sort of that uh, that impasse in terms of combining those two prose? And- I think for me, like 
originally when I write a piece, it sort of has no genre. I oh. write for the language, for the tone, for the pacing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have an idea about a certain event I want to write about or a plot I want to write about or a character, and that will come out as a story. But a lot of pieces that I start writing, um, like, for example, my opening short story in this collection um, was originally a poem. And then I expanded it and expanded it and expanded it. um, Take care of it. See you later. And realized that it was a short story and I made it into like a monologue. Oh, wow. So for me, um, as I write a piece, Mm -hmm. um, the kind of the shape of it emerges from from the process. Interesting. Yeah. So you're making that determination as you're you're writing it. Occasionally I'll have an idea beforehand or I'll set out. To, to write something with an idea, mm-hmm. but but often it's it's not that it's, it's the, like, the voice yes. or the language. Okay. Yeah. What's that like for you? Do you do you decide beforehand this is a? You know, it's 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 interesting because like you, I just come to the work f- as, as a blank slate and I kind of mm-hmm. let it take me where uh, it goes, and I sort of have an idea as I come to what I'd like to mm-hmm. what the conclusion to be, but oftentimes than not, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is I just let myself go and mm-hmm. so so sometimes it'll come out as a prose, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be um like a metaphorical mm-hmm. type of piece um so it just really you know i I don't necessarily constrain myself if I don't feel that that particular patina or covering or whatever mm-hmm. will. Um, inhibit what I'm really trying to express. Totally, yeah. Mm. I think that we have that in common then. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. So you said you're very welcome in the Vancouver community, which is, I think, is extremely important. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering what what type of role like mentors played in terms of your your literary development. Well, I would say early on when I started going to events um, with the Kootenai School of Writing, which doesn't, it doesn't really... um, so a lot of the same writers who put on events, but mm-hmm. I think the Kootenai School pretty much dissolved in Vancouver, but it existed for decades. Um, okay. But I encountered writers there. Um, I encountered a writer called Meredith Quartermain who would organize a monthly um, dinner group for female and queer writers. Okay. And she invited me to that. I was wow, like 25. Great. I didn't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got, started going to that group every month. I went to that group for several years and I met people like Larissa Lai, Rita Wong and Betsy Mm -hmm. Worland at that group Um, I also um, felt really fortunate early on that I published in literary journals like very early and I would Mm -hmm. really really encourage writers who write poems or short stories to send them to Canadian literary journals like journals like Event and Desk Camp it's okay um because um, I found that those connections um, grew. And my first book, my book of short stories called mm-hmm. People Who Disappear, was published with Freehand partly because I met a writer who um, he had a short story published in the same issue as me of, I think, Prairie Fire. His name is Stephen Gower. Okay. And he recommended me wow. to Freehand. Yeah. So early on, I did have. Um, good fortune with people I encountered mm-hmm. um, and so I've tried to reciprocate that you know when now that I have a few books if I encounter a young writer who has a question for me or who approaches me I really try mm-hmm. to kind of push them in the right direction if I can or provide whatever information I can mm-hmm. and then I also found in Vancouver 
Um, like when my first book came out, I did a number of readings in Vancouver and um, like at UBC, um, so University of British Columbia, yeah. Simon Fraser University. Um, I think I've read in like all the university series in Vancouver. <laughs> I've run out. <laughs> you made your rounds. I know. It's like Capilano, like yeah. Cam Loops. Uh, Emily Carr. <laughs> yeah, I've read them all. So yeah, so I found I found that that it was welcoming in in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. There's a difference between poetry readings and fiction readings. I think poetry readings are much more social and public, whereas mm-hmm. there's that there isn't that same network for short fiction mm-hmm. as a form. I don't know why that is. I was just about to ask a follow-up and just why. ask you, why, why do you yeah, think that is? Yeah, I don't know why. Mm. Um, yeah, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be reading in March at the Growing Room Festival in Vancouver, okay. which is put on by Room Magazine, and it's a really amazing, amazing festival. Hmm. They're really focused on intersectionality. So there's writers of, you know, lots of different backgrounds That's in terms great. of queerness, yeah. race, class, mm-hmm. um, and I think that. Um, like Room has really put a lot of effort into encouraging young writers. Like okay. they're now hosting more workshops, um, and they have like an Indigenous Brilliance reading oh, that's series. that's great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Vancouver has some cool stuff happening. So for writers, for example, from those types of backgrounds, do they just contact that group directly, or how? What um, process? Yeah, sure. Like yeah. Um, I would recommend that they just look up Room Magazine on mm-hmm. Facebook and see what's and going, going on, on. Yeah. or look up that festival in March. Okay. Yeah, growing room. Yeah, thanks for that. So um, in your book, you talk about also some family history. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned when you're reading mm-hmm. a relationship you had with your grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just wondering, what inspired you to to write about your family? Did you include those snippets in your, your work? Well, I mean, I would kind of emphasize that the book like is fiction. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't like want to say that anything in the book is... Entirely autobiographical. Yeah. Part of my family um, is Jewish from Ukraine. Okay. And so um, it's a very a complex history with Jewish people in Ukraine, mm-hmm. very dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's still a very difficult place to live um, as a Jewish person even now. Mm-hmm. So for me as a fiction writer, um, when I was creating this character, the whole book, um, my new book, We All Need to Eat, mm-hmm. is about the same character, Soma, through very like different periods of her life. And I really wanted to write about this character kind of in terms of like how, not only how she is in the present, but also how different generations had affected her. And mm-hmm. so a big part of this was her relationship with her grandmother. Yeah. Her grandmother is Jewish, family is from the Ukraine, and um, there's this deep impact of, of the Holocaust. And so I wanted to reflect in the present how with you know the rise of um, alt-right media mm. that plays a part in this story, this yeah. novella in the center of the book, how that um, overlapped with Soma being aware of this history in her family and processing this history in her family. Um, And I thought that was something that was important to write about at this moment um, because we we do see that kind of alarming resurgence of fascism. And um, that that was something that that inspired, partly, partly inspired that novella of bringing in 
um, a dis- you know depiction of the impact of the all right media. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. It, Thank it, you. Yeah, for no, asking. no, it's it's actually very very timely, and I, mm-hmm. I sort of picked up on that, and I just love the poetic language of her having coins in her mouth. I yeah. Just, it kind of struck me, and I thought that is very interesting because mm-hmm. I got this this visual of actually seeing mm-hmm. the, the way I saw it was just it was like on a canvas and actually wow. seeing. Interesting. Yeah, I just Thank thought, you. wow, that's very evocative. I thought that's very, very interesting. It's like when people <clears throat> give you s- stories from the past, it's like they're giving you a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also there's something about interacting with people, maybe in your family or elders in other capacity, where there's something when they have access to history that you don't can't access or... Um, maybe that's you know been been destroyed like in mm-hmm. the case of Jewish history yeah. where there's something really kind of magical about it something unknowable um, and that's what I was trying to draw out mm-hmm. and the reason that, that that story that I read it's the first story in the collection it's called The Initials it was in the Canadian issue of Granta that came out and, and the reason um, that I open the book with that story is it, it's like a bit of like a kind of poetic statement about the book Mm -hmm. like this is where the book goes it goes into history it goes into dark places and it also has some humor like how the grandma keeps you know is obsessed with the passionate eye of CBC Um, orders in Chinese food it's a great show um, but thank you. I'm glad no. that image stayed with you. Yeah, definitely, definitely it did. Um, and it, something else that you mentioned that was really interesting yeah. is just your your revision process yeah. and, and taking that time actually to mm-hmm. craft something that you're mm-hmm. really proud of. In that time span, do you ever get? Are you working on other projects, or are you continually focused on one thing until it's done, and then you move on to something else? So, I've thought a lot about this um, over the years. Because I do write different projects at the same time. That's why I have a book of poems coming out next year, because I wrote this book of short stories and book of poems over the same period. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, like I would um, I think of it almost as like there's this um, like gestation period for work that yes. I find really important. Okay. I have... Uh, deep superstition about talking about work when oh. <laughs> when I'm not ready to because I'm oh. like no it's incubating yeah, yeah, I'll ruin you. it by yeah, talking yeah. about it like right now I'm writing a novel but like you know it's like people ask me what it's about and I'm a little bit like um yeah you know sometimes I do say but then sometimes I'm like no maybe it will hear me <laughs> <laughs> and you want to upset the balance it will go away <laughs> Um, so interesting. So I do have that process of like working on things for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, my editing process is I write by hand. Oh, longhand, really? A lot of the time, yeah. Huh. I write by hand, um, and then I type it up. Okay. And then my t- uh, my typing process is my first editing process. Oh. Like as I type it up, you really get a sense of like what's working, what's not. Because okay. when you're writing by hand, you can write like, you know, Anything, such, yeah. yeah, some of it's like, you know, it's like you almost know you're gonna get rid of it later, but mm-hmm. it's just good to have the momentum. I type it up and then what I do um, is I print it out and then I literally will just like carry it around with me in my bag. Like and physically? Yeah, I think I probably have. No way, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here we go. So here's a story. You can take a photo if you want for your, I don't wow. care. Yeah, this is for awesome. For your website. This is what I do. So I print it out. 
And then I carry it around. That's that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, where wow. is it? Here it is. Oh, no, 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 this will actually will... show you what I do. Okay. So I carry it around. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I, I edit it by hand, and I'm like one of those people on the bus who's like, people are like, um, are Oh, like writing, shuffling pages. Are you writing a new Bible? <laughs> and what are you doing? This is, yeah, this is my process. And then, um, so I will do this for a while. I will continue to edit, and then I will make all my changes, and then at some point I'll print it out again. Um, and then huh. I might do that two or three more times. Wow, okay. Yeah, and so for me, it really helps because it's an organic process. Um, I can, you know, every time I'm like, you know, editing by hand, I can add pieces of it, like, you know, right on the back of the page. Yeah. I also find it um, really, really hard. There are pieces I've written on the computer and just finished them, but in general, I find it really hard to keep my concentration. Really? It's just, just like the light of the screen, mm -hmm. you know, Facebook, Gmail. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, and yeah. And I think I've also, um, like, I'm a person who started writing when I was a very young child. Mm. And so I didn't have my own computer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't hear think you. I really had access to a computer, really, that I could use at any time until I was, like, in grade 11, pretty much. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, it was, like, the family computer. I didn't have my own laptop until university. So I really kind of, you know, I've always been a writer. And I, I wrote by hand, and um, it's something that's, that still really helps me with my process because, yeah. you know, I can, I can write any time, and, and I like having a record. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you have a physical... On the computer, everything just disappears <clears throat> yeah, right? yeah, every yeah, time and, you edit. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you might even get some type of, like, a virus or something, just cleaned out everything. Of so course. you never... It's yeah. good to have a backup. I have yeah. my hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> Like physically, <laughs> and it's interesting because um, it's very um, it's very satisfying. Like I, I cleaned out my whole work area in September, and because it was Jewish New Year, it was Rosh Hashanah. Yeah. And that's something I did was I cleaned out my whole work area and I sorted through all my stuff and I found like so much stuff. Wow. Um, like old outlines and for this book I found like you know three years of like notes and plans. And it's, it's cool to have that stuff. Yeah. That's kind of your history. It is. Do you, you ever envision the publishing that in any form? That's a great question. I don't I don't know. Yeah. I think that might be interesting. Yeah. Um, there's an amazing book actually. Um, Michael and Dachi did this book of interviews with a film editor called mm -hmm. Walter Murch. Yeah. Who have you read this book? It's called I've heard of it. The it might be called The Interviews or I can't remember what it's called. Um that you'd be very easy to find if someone just Googled Michael and Dachi, Walter yeah. Murch, film editing. And it's an incredible um, book of um, kind of conversations about the art of editing. Mm -hmm. And I, I read it when I was 18, and okay. it really had an effect on me. Really? Um, because it really talks about, like, the importance of, like, editing. It's so important. Editing, like yeah. cutting, timing, pacing. Mm -hmm. And there's this really, like, this poetics mm -hmm. of editing. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've, there's another book too that was written by Neil Gaiman where he does exactly that because he also oh, writes longhand. Yeah, book. What's and so it called he, again? Oh, I forget what it's called. People but have recommended this book to me. Yeah, I've been want, I've actually been, been wanting to read yeah. it for a long time, but that's actually yeah. what he does to so actually see his process, so really? like crossing things oh. out and like making notes to himself. Okay, and things I'm gonna like look that. that. Up. So, 
Yeah, I thought that would actually be fascinating because I, I don't think I've met another author that actually physically cares. <laughs> well, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I love it. I think I'm going to start doing that. It's satisfying. And then, um, yeah, like, I mean, I have my, my manuscript for my poetry collection and then mm-hmm. I'm still like, you know, before it goes to the editor who I'll be working with, I'm still like continuously just, you know, like yeah. on the airplane or whatever. And just and constantly work. And I think it's a good way just to keep reminding yourself yes, and just, yes. you know. And editing, which is really interesting, yeah. I'll ask you about that. Um, how do you like to work with editors or or what's, what's your process of, of taking notes with editors? So for these two books, so We All Need to Eat and Vancouver for Beginners, they're both with Book Thug, and I feel really fortunate to be with Book Thug because they're, um, they have the resources to um, engage like a dedicated editor for your work. Mm-hmm. So for We All Need to Eat, I worked with Malcolm Sutton, okay. who's the fiction editor for Book Thug, and he went through my stories one by one wow. and made like in-depth Copious edits, you know, <clears throat> using track changes on Word, like it was online. Mm-hmm. We went back and forth with the stories, um, each story one at a time, and then we had a long Skype conversation. Okay. I was in Vancouver, he was and in Toronto. Um, and um, we talked kind of about in one of the stories um, there's it's about different generations of a Jewish family so the older generation uses some words in Yiddish and so we were able to have like kind of in-depth conversation about what will this be like for readers mm-hmm. um, how much Yiddish should we have how much translation should we have within the text like casually to English mm-hmm. um, and we were able to have conversations about like the order of the stories and we kind of swapped two of the stories. And so that process was really great. Wow. And then with my, my next book for Book Thug, I actually get to choose the editor I want oh, to work amazing. with. So that's yeah. pretty cool. That's very cool. And that's something that people have, like other writers have told me about Book Thug is mm-hmm. that they're really great with that, that, mm-hmm. um, that you get an editor. Um, I've heard that some small presses, like, I think it's just about funding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, you might not have an editor. Um, but, um, yeah, I was also really fortunate. I did, I went to the Banff Center for the first time in uh, December. Okay. So about 10 months ago. Yeah. And I worked with um, Madeline Tian, Lisa Moore, and Rawi Hush. And I found that really useful to have feedback on my work from, from them. So mm-hmm. I would definitely encourage any writer um, to look into the Banff Center because they're awesome. Yeah, that's good to know. That's good to know. And just as a last question, I'm wondering, Mm -hmm. you mentioned that you got into writing when you're you're really early, uh, when you're um, a young child. Mm -hmm. So what what initially got you into writing? You know, I think I was a really, like, I was always a very, um, like, sensitive, Mm -hmm. observant kid. Yeah. And when I learned how to write in school, like when I was, you know, the standard age, you know, I think I also learned to write at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just like fell in, in love with, with language and books. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I was in kindergarten, there was like this activity where we had to write a riddle. Mm-hmm. And I like, I, I don't know how many riddles I wrote. I wrote a lot of them. <laughs> and I wrote riddles that were like, so I was so in my own head with the riddle that people were like, there's no answer, you're cheating. Because like, you like, know the answer. No I know. Answer. I was like, I spent a lot of time on this riddle. It's, it's very abstract, but you know, you guys need You'll to stay with me. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well. Kindergarten was a lot. So, um, yeah, it was really, really early for me. 
Um, yeah, I think I just liked the idea of being able to communicate precisely. Um, and I also was like really supported by my parents. Like my dad was an engineer and my mom was a computer programmer and I think mm -hmm. they were just like very supportive of their kids, mm -hmm. you know, you know, accessing education mm -hmm. and, and school, like anything related to school was <laughs> very supportive. Mm -hmm. um, and I also just loved to read as a kid because I was like pretty shy. Yeah. So I would just be reading all the time. Um, and I had an older sibling who I was always competitive with, so I'd always want to read what she was reading. Oh, okay. So I think that maybe that, that kind played of pushed her a little bit. Yeah, but once I started to write my own stories, like when I was, I don't know, by the time I was like eight or nine, I was writing my own stories, I was just like hooked. Real, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that was always my plan was to um, be a writer. I didn't think of it as a profession or a job. It was like, I'm going to write books. You're just going to put out stories. I'm yeah. going to write. You're going to share what, what you feel. Yeah. Yeah. What's inspiring to you. Yeah. Um, and I got into like very like weird stuff for like a kid my age. Like when I was like nine, I was like obsessed with Agatha Christie, like murder novels. Yes. <laughs> I was like really into Poirot. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 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 She's a fantastic author. I actually read somewhere that she actually became a mystery writer because her sister challenged her and said she couldn't write that novel. I heard that novel. story, yeah. yeah. So she did it, and then a billion books later. <laughs> and I remember my, my other grandmother, not the one in the story, but my other grandmother being like, if only one day you could just read a book like by like Agatha Christie's, like, set up for life. I was like, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Oh, thank I really, really you. Appreciate what was your name again? Jirogi. Jirogi. Yeah, so what I'll do is I can... Great. Been around for some time. Help yeah. us out a Thank you for joining us once again on Abendo Books Diversity and Inclusion. We'd also like to send a very, very special thank you to our guest, Alex Leslie. Please follow Alex at alexleslie.wordpress.com. You can also follow Alex's publisher, Book Hug. I'll include that in the notes. And you can follow us as well, abendobooks.com. I'll include that in the notes. Also, please rate our episodes and include some comments as well. So we're very curious to find out your thoughts, your comments, and also the type of guests that you look forward to listening to. Thank you so much once again. And remember, these are our stories.